on the field, and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee. Here's Greg Matzik. Final from Dodger Stadium. Welcome in. It is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Greg Matzik and Jeff Cirillo with you. We'll go to uh, about 12.30 or so tonight. Uh, Dom Catronio called me, Jeff. He just said, hey, I can't stay awake. Uh, I'm not going to be able to make it through tonight's game. So I, I got the call uh, from the bullpen. I have stepped in to uh, handle duties tonight here. Unfortunately, we're talking about a Brewers loss. And, and really, it, what this game could have been if Andrew Monasterio delivers a clean throw to first base in what became a decisive inning in which the Dodgers were able to get on the board and then continue the onslaught there, it was the sixth inning where things just uh, kind of went haywire here for the Brewers. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, Monasterio has been so good over at third base this year and such a good true arm. Uh, just one of those ones just got just a little bit erratic and, and, and give credit to the Dodger hitter who ran hard down the line. Yeah, you know, it looked like, Jeff, things were sort of trending that way. Like Adrian Hauser was, you know, snapping off some good sliders. His sinker was working pretty well. I thought he had, uh, you know, the benefit of the zone tonight as well. He was frustrating Dodgers hitters with what he had. It seemed like he was riding a bit of a high wire act at times. So I, I guess I'm not surprised they were able to put a little bit of wood on the ball. But that's Adrian, right? I mean, it's, it's going to be a put the ball in play sort of night he's not a high volume strikeout sort of guy he had a nice strikeout total tonight a little higher than usual but the ball's going to be put in play and the defense knows that you really do have to be on your game defensively here you know he's not going to blow guys away like freddie corbin and brandon is so you know that going in and it just shows you against a team like the dodgers boy you just can't give them an inch because that lineup is pretty stacked and you know they're able to take advantage tonight that, that's right. I mean, uh, it's one of those ones, too. I mean, you kind of live by the ground ball, die by the ground ball. And tonight, even Terang on that one, you know, it was one of those ones you had two good runners going, and it was a play where, I mean, if you look at the replay, you know, he tries to one-hand it and trying to go through that base and turn two on that ground ball. But I think they gave Freeman a base hit on. Uh, they probably weren't going to turn a double play on that ball. But, I mean, I mean, the Brewers would not be in this position if they didn't have good starting pitching, but they definitely wouldn't be there. If they didn't have the defense that they've been rolling out there, and you got to give a, you got to give a little pardon tonight to Mosario and Terang at second base because I thought the double play ball was also. I mean, you saw Hauser was a little bit frustrated because he got the ground ball that he wanted, uh, but just like you said, it just wasn't one of the the nights for Hauser. I mean, he he was kind of he was kind of skating around some trouble there, and and the Dodgers are a really good fastball hitting team, and uh, and you saw they were attacking early. And he maybe gave a little bit of the benefit of the doubt on some of those balls. But, boy, just, I mean, he had a little two-seamer knife from Greg Maddox tonight on that front hem on lefties. I, what did you see tonight from Bobby Miller? I mean, the, the, the stuff was electric, and at one point he retired 18 in a row. The Brewers got him for one early. Uh, Carlos Santana hits a home run uh, off a relief pitcher a little bit later in the game, and that was about it, right? I mean, 18 in a row retired. Uh, <laughs> it's probably an easy question to answer, but what was working so well for Miller? Well, he's just a guy that's just stuff over over style, right? I mean, he's, he's uh, up to 101. 
you can see the finish on his fastball with like an 85 mile an hour breaking ball hook. So when you look at a guy, when you scout that guy, you know, you see the stuff. It's just, it's just overwhelming, just stuff. Uh, but, you know, the Brewers, like you said, they had a chance to get to him really, especially the first two hitters get on. And then Santana just clips that ball. And I know playing at Dodger Stadium early in the night, the ball really travels well. And just he just must have just cut that off the tick. I mean, it could have been a uh, different ball game. It could have been 3 nothing, you know, after basically, you know, three hitters in the game. So, uh, you know, it was one of those ones. The first inning was was uh, the chance to get Miller tonight, and uh, they just were able to capitalize with only one run that first inning. So when a starting pitcher, Jeff, is is throwing 101, it's got that electrifying stuff, can snap off a slider at, you know, 90 miles an hour, can snap off a change-up and, and bring it down another couple ticks, what do you sit on? What what do you wait on when a guy has that kind of stuff? I mean, your reaction time is just so limited when he's throwing that hard. Well, you kind of equate him a little bit to like a Kerry Wood, right? He's got the finish to his fastball. Kerry Wood, when he was young with the, with the, with the, the Cubs, I mean, he was up to about 98, 99, maybe 100 at times. Uh, it's one of those guys who just got to really hammer the zone down, right? He saw Adamus pitching up there, and, and eventually he got his group. And you saw him kind of just blow fastballs to that top of the zone, just a little bit above the belt, really hard to lay off of. Umpire probably is call it one of those pitches that you really can't do much with it. Although it looks good in batting practice, you know, I just used to kind of tuck on my helmet to really try and force myself to get this pitcher to, to, to get the ball down because the velocity can just have so much ramp up when it gets uh, to the top of the zone. Well, and I know the rules have changed a little bit from when you played, but is there anything you can do to sort of take that guy out of his rhythm? No, nothing. Uh, and it's one of those ones. And it used to be, you know, like when Roger Clemens was throwing on one of these great pitchers, you know, we're just going to work on him, you know, maybe take a strike, you know, first time through, everyone take a strike to see if maybe you could get to 100 pitches through five innings. But today's baseball game, it really doesn't matter. I think the Dodgers are coming off and off day anyway. So uh, it's one of those ones that you just, you know, those guys are out there for five, six innings. They're going to get their 100 pitches in, and then they're going to turn it out of the bullpen no matter what it comes to the fifth inning, sixth inning, or seventh inning. You know, I'm trying to think of the, the, the number of starting pitchers who were throwing 100 to 101 when you were playing, right? I mean, you, you nailed it with Roger Clemens, and it seems like that list is growing longer and longer by the year, right? I mean, relievers, closers, yeah, you're going to have those guys here and there peppered throughout the league. But, I, it, Jeff, there's more and more starters who are hitting this number now than I can ever remember. Yeah, very few. I mean, and like, and so, so what do you do, right, as a hitter? I mean, uh, you can train for speed. You only have those, those, those machines that can really ramp it up. But at the same time, you can, you can train for, for velocity. But, you know, the brain still has to, to – to equate, you know, ball strike, you know, break ball, everything just kind of speeds up the process. You know, it's kind of, we put it to your viewers, it's like, imagine you're an intermediate uh, skier, and then all of a sudden, you know, it's like, I'm going to go down uh, double diamond, right? It's a scary thought. You know, the brain starts moving too fast, and uh, it just it just gets out of whack. So so it's one of those problems. I mean, you see what they're doing, right? You know, you, you change the, the bases to create more stolen bases, you know, the scorekeeping has been a little bit egregious as far as leaning towards the hitter to get those batting averages up. And then, of course, with the shifting where you take away the shifting, but I just don't see, um, you know, hitters that can train for velocity, but at the same time, it's really hard not to cheat when you're hitting, seeing 101 coming out of the arm. Yeah, that's not easy. Uh, that's not easy, and it, it proved to be challenging for the Brewers tonight. They get a run in the first inning, uh, and you're thinking to yourself, okay, maybe just you can tack a couple of, uh, more on because you know the Dodgers are going to score. But 
I mean, it's uh, really until the seventh inning before the Brewers do anything at the plate, and Carlos Santana hits a ball that hasn't really landed yet. Uh, it's starting to come out a little bit here, Jeff. I, I know it's been kind of a slow start for Santana uh, and for Mark Hanna. I, Kena especially has had some big hits and some big moments here. Uh, it'd be kind of peppering a Brewers win on a couple of occasions with uh, extra base hits in the 10th inning. Uh, Santana, you, you, you hope for anything to help kind of turn things around. I think his overall power numbers are, are going to be there. It's still a pretty good first baseman. It, 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 do you feel like these guys are starting to settle in a little bit? Are, are you seeing anything specific out of those guys specifically that leads you to believe they're on the right track? I think that both guys, you gotta got to remember how the Brewers have won most of these games, right? It's been kind of basically their starting pitch, not so much the starting pitching, but more that back into their bullpen and their defense, right? And just kind of execute. Tonight, they didn't get that done. But, you know, Santana, you know, from a statistical standpoint, his zone rating and his, and his, uh, and his defensive war are plus, right? He, he ranks as one of the tops. And then you have the, the, the veteran leadership that he presents. You know, he has the ability to switch hit, right? So you can't really play the matchup game with him with left-right. Uh, plus, he has presence and bat speed, and he's one of those guys that's been before. Ken is a guy that has flexibility, right? He can play first base. You know, he can play both center field, left field, right field, and he's hit left-handed pitching throughout his career. So, I mean, from a defense standpoint, they were neutral, and then from an offense standpoint, it's only an up-up swing from what they were getting. Six to the final. The Brewers fall to the Dodgers. There is some good news in the uh, whole evening here, and that is the Cubs and Reds both lost their games. Credit to the White Sox for snapping a losing streak and uh, defeating the Cubs at Wrigley tonight. So good on the White Sox for getting a victory over the Cubs. Reds also falling today. So the Brewers maintain their three-and-a-half game advantage uh, despite losing tonight to the Dodgers by a final of 6-2. to two. Much more with Jeff Cirillo coming up on the other side. We're just getting started here. It's Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Hit us up here. The uh, Old National Bank Talk and Text Line is available to you at 855-616-1620. Much more right after this on WTMJ. Welcome back to Brewers Extra Innings. For the local Milwaukee team, Fifth Third Bank also knows how to hit it out of the park. They've been servicing businesses in the area for nearly 15 years, offering industry-specific expertise and local decision-making capabilities to help your business succeed. This is commercial banking value only Fifth Third can deliver. Fifth Third Bank, National Association, member FDIC. Greg Matzik in for Dom Catronio tonight. Jeff Cirillo in for Jeff Cirillo as the Brewers fall to the Dodgers. 6-2, the final game, one of a three-game series. And it is time to figure out our player of the game. Brewers fans, every day the Salvation Army provides shelter, meals, and support to those in need. Your donations help make a difference. Visit samilwaukee.org to help today. Salvation Army player of the game. But it's really hard to ignore uh, what the Dodgers starting pitching did here tonight in this game, Jeff. I know we like to uh, you know have this be a Milwaukee Brewer. I, I suppose offensively, you look at Carlos Santana. Adrian Hauser did a fine job overall, had some bad luck in the, the decisive sixth inning. Uh, but Bobby Miller was the best player on the diamond tonight, given what he did retiring 18 in a row. I'm not sure if there's, uh, if there's much to debate on this one tonight. He pretty much had things on cruise control. No, I would say that. But I'm going to actually go off the board. I'm going to go with Bryce Wilson going 2.1 innings and, and just kind of just shoulder load and just kind of giving the bullpen a rest, right? I mean, they, they've won three games in a row playing the White Sox, you know, having to use their bullpen. So I think that Bryce Williams kind of gets the, uh, the the game ball for me tonight just so he was able to, to eat those innings and uh, keep keep the bullpen at bay. 
Yeah, very good point. So uh, you've got Adrian Hauser getting the start tonight. Hobie Milner comes in. Uh, rare kind of appearance for him, just a third of an inning, and is tagged with a, a couple of earned runs and inherited a little bit of uh, traffic on the base pass as well. But you're right, Bryce Wilson, two and a third, uh, allowing just two hits. So a you know, pretty solid effort for him tonight, what he was able to do. Because you, you know, hope to get to a point in this series where you do have to rely on your A bullpen. Uh, you'd like to see it. So you, you're going to get Wade Miley and Clayton Kershaw on the mound tomorrow. Runs could be at a premium. Uh, with both pitchers dealing and, and performing rather well. We certainly know that Kershaw is a future Hall of Famer. Miley's been strong this season. So uh, if you don't have to dip into that A bullpen, you know, granted, you'd like to win the game. I understand that. Uh, but two and a third, and, and a quiet two and a third, uh, really, for Wilson, 29 pitches. That's pretty efficient, two and a third innings work. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, it's one of those ones, I think the game was in check. You could kind of see any fan could watch that game and know that the Dodgers kind of had that one in check other than Santana's home run late. That was just kind of a blip run on the board, you know, but just he was in cruise control. The Brewers really didn't uh, out much of an offense after that first inning. So, but tonight, I mean, you, you thought that, you thought tonight's game was quick. Like, uh, watch, watch Kershaw and Miley pitch tomorrow. They might set a record and get under two hours. <laughs> Could certainly be. Hey, I don't think people would mind. I don't think people would mind, especially those who do, uh, you know, any kind of post-game work, right? You know, quick game one that starts at 9, 9, 10, 9, 15 or so. It wouldn't mind that thing hustling along. You know, there is a reality here, too, Jeff. If the Brewers are a postseason team. If they do qualify for the postseason, whether it's winning the L Central or being a wild card team, you know, I, I, you still have to look at teams like the Dodgers and the Braves and say that, that, that there is a little bit of separation. Not that they can't be felled in any way, right? And if the Brewers are attacking the Dodgers in a playoff series with Burns and Peralta and Woodruff, right, that, that you, you like their chances given their pitching, but I, I think what you learn about a team like the Braves when you play them in a three-game series, what you learn about a team like the Dodgers is that there's just not a lot of room to breathe, and, and you really can't afford to have those two mistakes, right? Two errors on the board, that might work against the White Sox. That might work against the Nationals or other teams that really don't have the postseason in view, but you know you've got to be a little extra crisp when you play a team like Los Angeles, especially in their park. You know, it's one of those ones. Every team has a reason. Even the Dodgers have their – the Dodgers' bullpen's not great, right? And the Braves' bullpen's not great. Uh, or the bullpen for the Brewers is very great. And, you know, the fact that they're getting all these starting pitching back, you know, we all, all know. I mean, we know that offense is not going to carry the load through the playoffs. It always comes down to that starting pitching, airtight, late-inning, um, relief pitching, you know, swinging this stuff. And then defense, right? And, uh, you know, the Brewers, it's still a recipe for winning. You know, it's not sexy. It's not one of those ones where they're going to hit big three-run homers. Their lineup's just going to be stacked. You know, they just do it um, economically, just with, like, pitching and defense, the old adage, right? That is certainly the case, right? I mean, and it's among the things the Brewers do best. I mean, that is the backbone of this team as uh, their offensive numbers. They just look at where they rank, right? And, and it underscores why it's so important the Brewers have a quality defensive unit on the field uh, and they're able to get work done with their pitching, which they largely have been. I, have you been on teams like that where, you know, I, I've seen so many Brewers teams that were, were built around, you know, Fielder, Braun, Weeks, Hardy, Hart. Like, that was the core offense you're just hoping to get anything out of your pitching, and oh, then Giovanni Gallardo gets injured, and everything feels like you're up against the wall. Uh, this team is built behind pitching that started to come through the system in 2018 when Peralta, Burns, and Woodruff were coming out of the bullpen. Well, now they've asserted themselves as among the best starters in the National League. 
And it, it, it's more about that and the run prevention unit than it is the run scoring unit. It, it's just crazy how baseball works. It's hard to have all of that in sync uh, in a given year for one team. I, I think that the ability to quantify today through analytics and through track man and to see these guys getting their jumps and to see what defense does and run prevention does for a team, right? You have a guy, that's why you had a lot of guys that's, you know, like Jeff Mathis and not to knock him out at all, but he'd stick around the big leagues for an extra three, four, five years, just based on the fact, you know, his zone rating just behind the plate, just stealing strikes, you know, and how many strikes he steals. And then you look at it, you know, the, the ability to, like his war at the end of the year, right? If you look, I always do that whenever I go to a baseball game, like especially go to Mariners games, you know, and a lot of these guys I didn't know, like went to the Orioles game the other day and just, I'm just looking at their guys war for the year. Right. And, you know, just, and it's not surprising that, that the, that the Orioles are having a good season because they have all these guys that are kind of in the three war already, you know, and a 2.2 is a war for an average player. So it's very interesting how they, they, they quantify defense and run prevention. And I think over 162 games, it doesn't sell tickets in the winter, like that sexy, you know, third baseman that's, you know, big free agents hit 40, 50 home runs the year before, you know, like a rundown. Uh, you know, it's just, it's the pitching. It's the pitching and the defense. Absolutely is the case and critical for the Brewers. It's part of the reason why they are where they are. That's three and a half games up on the Cubs and Reds for first place in the NL Central. 65-55, and 55, Brewers record after losing tonight, 6-2 the final. The Dodgers improved to 72-46. and 46. We'll get you highlights from tonight's game coming up. We'll also hear from Brewers manager Craig Council. We'll check in again with Jeff Cirillo on tomorrow's program, hopefully talking about a Brewers win. Jeff, appreciate your time, my friend. You have yourself a good night. Oh, great talking to you. Hopefully I can see you tomorrow night, too. Sounds good. Jeff Cirillo joining us here at Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. More right after this. Six to the final tonight. The Brewers drop game one of a three-game series to the Dodgers in Los Angeles. Just two hits for the Brewers tonight. Uh, Carlos Santana hit a home run that uh, really hasn't landed yet. That was a bomb, a missile shot. Uh, cosmetically, it makes things look a little bit better uh, but just not much going here for the Brewers' offense. One kind of rough inning after an Andrew Monasterio error, and that paved the way, really opened the floodgates here for the Dodgers to score five runs. Boy, what this game could have been if Andrew Monasterio just has a clean throw over to first base and Santana is able to come down uh, before the runner crosses first base. Right, The Dodgers played five runs, uh, maybe should have had the game tied after that inning. Uh, and maybe you're talking about using your A bullpen and shutting things down and winning another squeaker uh, or going to extra innings. Sadly, it is not the case as the Brewers fall 6-2. Brewers manager Craig Council addressing the media following tonight's loss. Which is one mistake sort of opening the door for them. Yeah, I mean, you know, definitely when you look back on it, the you know, we make the play in for the second out, and it's probably a different inning, and then, you know, even after that, it's you know four ground balls go through the go through, and that's you know the chances of that seem pretty slim. Um, but but it happened, and um, you know in between Martinez hit a ball hard, but uh, you know we just they hit four ground balls out of the reach of our guys, unfortunately, and um, so the you know it ended up, ended up costing us. What did you think of Adrian? Just saying, I mean, he worked out of some trouble in the fourth and the fifth. Yeah, I mean, we you know we had another defensive mistake that that kind of caused trouble, and he he worked himself out of that and pitched well. And the first three innings were outstanding. He was 
a head in the count, um, really good glove side, really good with the off speed in the zone. So did a nice job, um, you know, and, you know, it's kind of one of those games like what if, but um, in the end, they, uh, you know, they made us pay for it. You said he had wiggled out of trouble up until that point. Um, Steve Martinez a third time, is that just going to be a tough spot for, for him or any pitcher there? Well, yeah, I mean, I, you know, that was the consideration was to go to Hobie really um, for Muncie. Um, and we got a ground ball there, just, you know, went through. And, um, you know, with all the lefties coming up after after Martinez, that was kind of the, the, the thought. But, um, you know, it's again, it's the ground balls that got through in the end to me. Like, even keeping it a, you know, Hobie gets a ground ball to Kiki Hernandez and just a, a very weakly hit ground ball. And if we get a, get an out there and it's a 3-1 game or something like that, it's a different game. But, um, you know, they made us pay. What would you think of Bobby Miller's stuff? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's, you know, what we thought. It's a really good fastball. Um, he, he struggled with the fastball command kind of early in the game and then got the fastball in the, in the zone a little more, and that made it, that's going to make it tough. He was still in the sixth inning. It looks like he's a guy who sustains it throughout the game, too. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, I mean, it could drop off a little and still be tough. <laughs> <laughs> what, how, what's your team's approach this series? Because you're facing a, a really good playoff opponent uh, right here. Our approach? I mean, uh, the importance of this series against this team. Um, you know, we you got to play a good game to beat them. I mean, we found that out tonight. Um, you know, mistakes probably are compounded. Um, and um, you know, I mean, offensively, we probably didn't do enough on a on a normal night, regardless. But um, you know, I, I think you I think that's what you always you know that against good teams that mis, you know mistakes, which is probably our probably our strength. The defensive part of the side of the ball is you know I feel like we're as good as anybody. Um, you know, and, and we that that part of our game and our team is um, something that has won us a lot of games, um, and, and we need it. Then it keeps games close, and we just didn't we just didn't execute it tonight. It's Brewers manager Craig Council uh, following tonight's game a six-two loss for the Brewers. Game one of a three-game series against the Dodgers. We'll run through some highlights from tonight's game coming up in just a few moments. Also, a preview of tomorrow night's game. It's after this on WTMJ. Ready for this? Get up! This? Get up! And this? Get out of here! Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Greg Matzik. Well, one of those series that you knew was going to be challenging for the Milwaukee Brewers coming off a three-game series sweep of the White Sox. Brewers had won four straight games entering tonight's contest against the Dodgers team that had won eight in a row. So it was a something-had-to-give sort of night. Uh, at Dodger Stadium. Beautiful night for baseball in Los Angeles with Adrian Hauser on the mound for the Milwaukee Brewers. Bobby Miller going for the Dodgers. And the Brewers were able to get something going in the first inning. A Christian Yelich single led things off. William Contreras then walked after a Carlos Santa fly out to center field. Yelich went to third base. And it wasn't sexy by any stretch of the imagination, but it was effective with Sal Freelich at the plate. 0-2 pitch. Freelich, broken bat, grounder to second base. 
Betts has it. He'll go to second for one. That's all they're going to get. So Yelich will score from third, and the Brewers are on the board. It's one nothing. Crew as Freelich hits into the Fielder's Choice RBI. There you go. Right? Fielder's Choice RBI just has to be effective. It certainly was. Sal Freelich continues to deliver in Craig Council's lineup. Adrian Hauser very much in cruise control in the early going of this game. Retired Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, Smith in order in the first inning. Very quiet 1-2-3 inning for Adrian Hauser. Fortunately, the Brewers went down quiet in their half of the second, as did the Dodgers in their half of the frame. Brewers went down 1-2-3 in the third. Kind of a theme here, right? It was a quick-moving game as the Brewers held a 1-0 lead into the fourth inning. Ultimately, with Adrian Hauser pitching, he was starting to record strikeout after strikeout and navigated some challenging situations where he's a ground ball pitcher, right? So when Bryce Terang has an opportunity to get a glove on a ball and it gets away from his glove, it, it sort of catches your attention. That happened twice in the fourth inning. An infield single from Mookie Betts. Then you had Freddie Freeman grounding into a fielder's choice. Betts was ultimately safe at second. Uh, as Terrain couldn't quite corral the ball. Don't think it would have been a double play, but at least you get the lead runner. Well, that's when Hauser really settled in, uh, retired the next batter on a foul out to the catcher. Max Muncy struck out looking, J.D. Martinez struck out looking, and the Brewers escaped without having a run on the board. Then another 1-2. Martinez takes strike three called on the outside corner. Another beautiful Adrian Hauser slider. He rung up Muncie, and then he rings up J.D. Martinez, and the inning is over just like that. So one nothing into the bottom of the fifth. Hauser still on the mound. Peralta hits a single to center to lead things off. Jason Hayward then doubled to right, putting Peralta on third. Hauser then settled down with a recording a strikeout. Ultimately, the Dodgers were able to tie the game. Hauser's first pitch is a ground ball to short, fielded by Adamas. Spins, throws to first in time. Coming down the line and scoring is Peralta, but a nifty, rangy play from Willie Adamas. Otherwise, that ball might have snuck through and ended up counting for two runs. We're tied at one. The Dodgers would get those runs back, however, in the sixth. Freddie Freeman led off the inning, popping out to third base. And then uh, the next batter was safe at first on a throwing error by Andrew Monasterio. Game still tied at one, but certainly the complexion of the game would change. It's kind of when the floodgates opened here as uh, the Dodgers were able to play several runs in that decisive sixth inning. 0-1, high fly ball out to left. Yelich racing back. It is off the wall over his head. He'll collect it on a bounce. Around third is Smith. He will score. It's 2-1 to one Dodgers. Muncy stops at third. It's an RBI double for J.D. Martinez as he drives in his 77th of the season. So the Dodgers went on top 2-1. to one. They would add two more the next hitter. 2-2. Two, two. Bouncer back up the middle and into center field for a base hit. Muncy is in. Around third and heading for home is Martinez. He will score. It's 4-1 to one Dodgers. Yeah, six hits for the Dodgers in the inning, and they're able to score five runs. That really was the decisive inning in the game. You do wonder what it would have been if Adam Monasterio's throwing error weren't. If it was just a nice, clean play, you know, maybe you're looking at a 2-1 game at that juncture. But the Brewers' offense really was nothing to write home about throughout the entire evening. This particular at-bat from Carlos Santana was, however. Yarbrough's 2-0. 
hammered to left. Oh, my goodness. What a shot. Carlos Santana up into the night and almost over all the bleachers at Dodger Stadium for a home run. Just about the back row of the bleachers. What a greeting of Yarborough by Carlos Santana. He has just hit his fourth as a Brewer, and it's now a 6-2 ball game in the seventh. Yeah, it was a 2-0 count, 442 feet to left field. Ball has not landed yet. Carlos Santana with a moonshot. Uh, left fielder didn't even move. Didn't even move as the ball landed deep in the seats at Dodger Stadium. However, prior to that, Dodgers pitching had retired 18 in a row. So there was really nothing for the Brewers' offense. Not a lot of traffic on the base pass. Just two hits for Milwaukee on the night. And a very simple ending to the game. And the 0-2 pitch. Swing and a miss. Santana strikes out. This game is over. The Dodgers with a 6-2 series opening victory over the Brewers here tonight. They snap the Brewers four-game winning streak. So 6-2, the final. The Brewers fall in game one of the three-game series. Adrian Hauser takes the loss for the Brewers. But the good news is, as I mentioned earlier, the Brewers remain three and a half games up in the Cubs and Cardinals, who, uh, excuse me, Cubs and Reds, who both lost tonight. So they protect their lead in the division entering tomorrow's Game 2. A little preview of that matchup coming up right after this. More Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Time for our difference-making moment of the game presented by Annex Wealth Management. Investment, retirement, tax, and estate planning from a fee-only fiduciary. Forget commission sales pitches and financial products you don't need. Know the difference. Annex provides elite, comprehensive financial planning customized to who you are and what you need. Just visit AnnexWealth.com. They do a fantastic job at Annex Wealth Management. You know, playing the game, to me, is what we talked about here. It's Andrew Monasterio's throwing air. Uh, it it kind of opened the door to that five-run inning for the Dodgers, the decisive inning in tonight's game. It really only one inning in the entire game where you saw a lot of traffic on the base pass, hit after hit after hit, and run after run after run. That was in the sixth inning. Uh, but again, the floodgates sort of opened after Monasterio's throwing air. He is not in the lineup because he is an outstanding fielder, right? I mean, he's not going to win a gold glove more than likely in his career. But his hitting has progressed to the point where you almost have to have him in a lineup where your offense is struggling. And he did put good one on the ball today. Uh, didn't have the results to show for it in the box score. But a throwing error against a team like the Dodgers, that's going to come back to bite you, right? You make that mistake against the Braves, it's going to come back to bite you. And it ultimately bit the Brewers here following the air, The Dodgers score four times in that sixth inning to uh, cement the game here. So the Brewers get uh, just a hit and a, a run after that, to make it 6-2, I guess, maybe a little more cosmetically appealing. But uh, the play of the game, the difference-making moment of the game, uh, is the air. One of two on the night for the Brewers in a 6-2 loss. So Wade Miley's going to be on the mound tomorrow. Clayton Kershaw's going to go for the Dodgers. So lefty on lefty. It might be a, an hour, 45-minute game. And starting at 9-10, that wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. But you just get the feeling runs are going to be at a premium tomorrow. I know Kershaw has had his struggles against the Brewers uh, and in the postseason. This is not the postseason. It is the Brewers visiting. You'd love to have those struggles continue tomorrow at Dodger Stadium. But this is now a team that's won nine straight games, right? This is one of very few teams in all of baseball that has eclipsed the 70-win total. This is one of the highest payrolls in all of baseball. It's not a shock to see the Dodgers where they are. Uh, They got off to a little bit of a sluggish start, but... 
Uh, this is a high-quality team, 72-46 and 46 for a reason. I don't think they're better than the Braves, but they are a fantastic team. Nobody would be surprised to see the Dodgers represent the National League in the World Series. And if you're the Brewers, you know, not only are you trying to, you know, kind of own things in the National League Central, but I think maybe to some degree you're also looking to maybe prove to yourselves that you can go to Dodger Stadium and win a series. You can win a game, right? You can go against Clayton Kershaw and get a victory. A playoff series against the Dodgers would likely involve Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, and Freddie Peralta, at the very least, at least two out of the three. And you're not going to have that luxury in this particular series. I, not that Adrian Hauser hasn't had a decent season. As a number five, he's got about a four-and-a-half ERA. I think he's signed up for that. That's okay. Uh, Wade Miley's been very effective when healthy. Uh, then you get Burns on the back end of this series to close things out. So you get a taste of Corbin here against one of the better teams in all of baseball. That'll be in the final game of the series before you go to Texas. Uh, and Brandon Woodruff and Freddie Peralta will appear against the Rangers in that series. So a challenging road trip here. Brewers gave themselves a little breathing room with that three-game sweep of the White Sox, but it only gets tougher after leaving Chicago. A little preview of tomorrow night's matchup. After this, we'll wrap things up. It's Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Wednesday morning, however you want to look at it. My special thanks to Stephen Watson for keeping me awake. I know you're out there, pal. Drive safe. 43 is a mess. Special thanks to Jeff Cirillo for joining us on the program as well. Always good to connect with Jeff as, uh, unfortunately, we're talking about a Brewers loss here to the Dodgers. This is where it gets tough now for the Brewers. Long road trip, right? Nine games. You had the luxury of a day off yesterday getting out to the West Coast from the Midwest. Well, now you got to run it. Now you got to run it through with two more games against the Dodgers and three against a Rangers team that is also red hot in the American League uh, as you start to approach the final month of the season. Also, something to look forward to here. I, I know it's a little bit different of a game than it used to be. Rosters don't expand like they used to expand. I, I'm kind of curious what to see what the Brewers do here when the rosters are able to be expanded. Uh, you might be looking at an arm coming to the team. I, I get notes probably once a week from those wondering about Keston Hira. My feeling is this. If Keston Hira is not on the team right now, he will not be when rosters expand. He is a net negative in the field, and he would only be used as a designated hitter. But what he's done at AAA, he has done routinely at AAA, only not to find nowhere near the same level of success at the major league level. I also have people in my inbox asking me about Jesse Winker. Will Winker return to the team? I don't think there's a path to at-bats for Jesse Winker in a Brewers uniform. Right, I know he's in a rehab stint, and he kind of hangs around the organization, maybe just in case something happens to Carlos Santana or Mark Canna, two logical options for designated hitter. You can play both at first base, really, if you want. You still have Owen Miller kind of toiling around in the minor leagues. I'd rather see him on the team in a, in a role than Jesse Winker. When your role is designated hitter and you can't field a lick and you're hitting under 200, I have a hard time finding at-bats for you. And Jesse Winker should never have another at-bat as a member of the Milwaukee Brewers. That's my ultimate feeling on him. We'll see. Starting a rehab stint, so he's staying connected with the organization. Uh, Roddy Telez also making progress in a rehab capacity. Dom Catronia will be back tomorrow, hopefully talking about a Brewers win in Game 2 of this three-game series against the Dodgers as uh, we continue with Brewers' extra innings following each and every game of this regular season. Appreciate you being part of our program each and every night and checking us out either on the podcast or at WTMJ or online at WTMJ. 
Dodgers.com. 6-2 the final tonight. Dodgers best the Brewers in game one of this three-game series. Enjoy the rest of your night on WTMJ.